The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Wednesday the 20th of September. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer, on Talk. Coming up, hooray, hooray, sanity has finally returned. Well, sort of. Rishi Sunak is set to delay the ban on sales of new petrol and diesel cars by five years among plans to water down key net zero policies. Mumar junior doctors are joining forces with consultants to stage the most disruptive strike in NHS history today with more than 100,000 operations and appointments set to be cancelled. And Labour leader Keir Starmer after his meeting with Emmanuel Macron in France yesterday has ruled out Britain becoming an associate member of the EU. 6.33 is the time. This is Talk Breakfast. Well, thank you very much indeed for your company. Uh Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I have to say, I mean... I'm, I'm beginning to feel that the tide is turning on a lot of crazy, crazy things that this country has been doing in recent years. Uh, I've certainly felt that there's, you know, the tide is turning on the trans issue, people waking up to the sort of the madness of pe- pretending that men can become women and women can become men. It's not a real thing. It's it's just not true. And uh, another key thing we seem to be seeing the tide turning on is net zero. Now, Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister, still claims, as all apparently leading politicians do, to be signed up to uh, to getting us to net zero emissions by 2050 in this country. That's what he's claimed. He claimed it to the Tory party hustings when he was standing for the Tory leadership uh, last year. However, in a speech that is uh, due to be uh, given on Friday, but has been leaked to the BBC originally yesterday, it is now all over the front pages. It appears that he is going to water down a lot of those commitments that are aimed at getting us towards net zero. Uh, They include delaying the ban on the sale of new petrol and diesel cars from 2030 to 2035, bringing it in line with the change uh, from the EU, Uh, delaying the phasing out of gas boilers uh, being installed uh, by 2035. Uh, private homeowners and landlords won't now see new energy efficiency regulations, which would effectively prevent them from either renting or even selling their home without spending tens of thousands of pounds. Also, the uh, 2026 ban, that's uh, coming rather soon, uh, on off-grid oil boilers, absolutely vital 
uh, for many, many homes uh, who are not living in towns and cities. Um, uh, that's going to be delayed to 2035 and also not a full 100 percent phase out. And no new taxes to discourage flying or telling you what you should eat or what you should drink or promoting carpooling. And you're not going to have to have seven bins uh, to put out uh, every week for the uh, uh, for the bin men. Um, this all sounds like good news. But why has he done it and why has he done it now? And why is he still claiming he's sticking to his net zero commitment by 2050 when it wasn't achievable even with all those things happening? And it's certainly not achievable without them. Well, we're going to talk about that throughout the show. Lots of top guests. Uh, I'd love to hear from you what your reaction is. Do you support him? Uh, does it not go far enough? Or do you think it's a terrible idea? Apparently some backbench Tory MPs are furious thinking of uh, uh, trying to actually put in a vote of no confidence. I mean, Good luck with that one. I'd love to hear what you have to say on this. I think this is a great day. Return to a bit of sanity. Uh, do a tweet me at Talk TV. You can text the word talk, then your message to 87222. And you can give us a call. 0344 499 is the number. Uh, well, let's put that question to Benedict Spence. He's a Conservative commentator. It's joining me this morning. Um, when you saw this news, what was your instant reaction? I was pleased, cautiously pleased, because I think we all have to remember Rishi Sunak probably isn't going to be Prime Minister in 18 months, and whoever comes after him might well try to roll some of the this back, but I also don't think that will necessarily happen as long as this is sort of uh, codified by then. It is positive because it is a pragmatic approach. I don't, you know, there are going to be people who who respond to this by saying it's climate scepticism or climate denial, as they always say. It's not. It is a recognition of the fact that this is in many cases, in the best cases, unaffordable. And in the worst cases, the technology does not exist for some of these pledges, like the idea that we can just roll out electric vehicles for everybody that that, that are going to work. You know, Tesla themselves admit that this is not something that we currently have the capacity to do, let alone everybody be able to afford these things. So it is a return to pragmatism. I don't think it's electioneering, as some people are suggesting, because actually I think a lot of people are signed up, especially a lot of conservatives actually are pretty mentally signed up to the idea of net zero. Oh, you say that. I think they are for now. I still don't think the public understands fully yet the cost of no, this. No, no, ni- no. Neither do politicians. Whenever yeah. I put a question to anybody, mm. Labour front bench, Tory front bench, about any of this, they, they know absolutely <laughs> about it. I of mean, course. they know the most well, basic... Well, yes, they're, they're politicians. The, yes, the most basic, simple question. You voted for this policy. The yeah. most basic, simple questions uh, they cannot answer. They don't know. They don't know how much... Of, they don't even know things like how much yeah. of our energy use is electricity. They don't know Things the like percentage that. They don't, of. They don't know what percentage but, but, wind plays. But, but in even, the grid but even to the nearest thing. zero. Yeah. I mean, the, the, at that level of ignorance, and yet they voted for this. Net yeah. zero is unachievable, undesirable. It is. It is not going to make a single bit of difference to anything that happens to the climate. And this, <laughs> even if you genuinely believe that it is and totally man I mean, that is that is leading climate change, and that climate change is a catastrophe. Even if you think both of those things, both of those things, by the way are not true. Hello, Ofcom. I'm really happy to stand up on that one. I can... No, generally, neither of those things are true. Nothing in any IPCC report to suggest that that is true. Those are the official documents we're supposed to believe. Even if you did think that, Britain achieving net zero by 2050 wouldn't make a blind bit of difference. 1% max difference. And the key thing is, net zero can only be achieved by a massive change in our, our, our industry, in our economy, in the way we live our lives. We, no, there will be no private ownership of cars. There will be no flights abroad. You won't be able to eat meat. You, you know, we won't be able to make steel or build concrete homes. We, we, won't, we won't have a military. We, we will basically be importing all of our energy. We'll be totally reliant. Instead of on Russian gas, we'll be totally reliant on, on Chinese batteries. We will be basically outsourcing all of our manufacturing. We will become a third world country. Country. It is not 
achievable, it is not desirable and it won't happen. Why are so many politicians still either ignorant enough that they support this publicly or, or lying to us and pretending they do? Because they think it's popular and that's ultimately what has been pushed for a very long time. And you can see why. Everybody wants to live in a green and pleasant land that's you know healthy and all that. But the problem is, as you say, unless you get into the nitty gritty details of it and you recognise what this means is not people living longer, happier lives. It's the opposite. Yeah. I don't know where to start. And the thing is, as you just said, you stand on the same podium as Tony Blair of all people on this, less than 1%. Yeah. Is what the difference if we went completely net zero tomorrow. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to persuade the key polluters, China, India, Brazil. You're not going to be able to persuade those people who are still poorer than people in the UK. Yeah. You've got to stay poorer. Yes. So how on earth are you going to persuade it's... the people in the UK who are not actually as well off as we are often told by the third world? How are you going to persuade them? Yeah, you have to regress. You've got to go yeah. backwards to allow these people to keep on you know, polluting the rest of the world. Exactly. It's not going to happen. Exactly. I mean, now, the other thing is, though, when we look at this, is that... You know, A, the Prime Minister is still committed to net zero by 2050, he says. B, that we've still got the Climate Change Act. And and if, unless that is repealed, anyone and everyone, and we know there's the funding for this because there is billions in funding mm. going into sort of climate catastrophism. They're, you know, your Dale Vinces and everyone else, they're throwing money at these, you know, Extinction Rebellion and everyone else and Greenpeace and everyone else. Now, you know, they can bring court action against... Pretty much anything. So, you yeah. want, for instance, if you want to, you know, so airport, third runways, even if you want to build a nuclear power station, okay, even mm. if you want to do that or gas storage to back up your wind and your sun that you're so excited about in terms of, uh, you know, net zero, even if you want to do that, you, they can be challenged under the Climate Change Act on the basis they are not, they, they are acting against the commitment to net zero. The net zero 2050 commitment is a legally binding mm. commitment that government signed up to. The key thing here, though, I think, is that if Rishi Sunak rose back on this stuff, then Labour are going to criticise, mm. but then Labour will have to say, well, we're criticising it, yeah. so therefore we won't do it. So their manifesto, they need to commit that we will be doing this. So, for instance, you know, the off-grid boilers by 2026, the ban on new petrol diesel cars by 2030. We go to election next year, we've actually got some choice on this issue. Now, mm. it's not a choice that I fully want, like no net zero and net zero, but it's better... It's better than what we had the day before yesterday. However, yes. even if we get to that situation, the, the cunning thing about this politically, whether it's enough to save the Tories' skin is, is debatable right mm. now, um, but, it, but is that this does tie Labour hands. Labour then can't say, oh, well, this was a Tory policy. No, 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 this is going to have to be something you own yourselves and you take the hit for. Because when, as we see with ULES and the Oxbridge by-election and every single measure as it comes forward, once people actually learn about them, mm. once the reality of the full cost and the fact that most of this technology doesn't work or, as you say, even exist, um, once people realise people, the voters are not going to be voting to be poorer. They're just not. Yeah, what I suspect will probably happen is you'll hear a lot of, you know, big song and dance from Labour about this. They will be very vocal on it. But yeah. then when you get into the nitty gritty yeah. details of what it is they'll actually do, it'll be tinkering around the edges of what Rishi Sunak yeah. is now doing. They would like... Rishi Sunak to take the gamble and potentially take the hit and then just marginally edge it back in the direction that it was, but not too much, just a little. We are going to sort of reverse the Tory yeah. trends by about that I mean, much. Even Germany, the wokest government in, in uh, Germany, in Germany, the wokest government, government, definitely the wokest Germany. government in Germany, wokest <laughs> government in, uh, in, in the EU, even they, they've rode back a load of this stuff because they've realised it doesn't... Having, having demolished their work. own nuclear power stations <laughs> after years of Russian-backed propaganda, yeah. they've realised, oh, that wasn't the smartest I mean, idea. The whole thing is such madness. I mean, I, I, I genuinely, I was really excited last night by the, you know, 
oh, there's some sanity. We're, you know, we're, we're getting to Rishi Sunak behind the scenes. Mm. Again, he's not honest about it. This is my problem with politicians who aren't honest about it. You know, in terms of, you know, he was anti-lockdown. He was genuinely trying to stop lockdowns. Mm. One of the reasons why I've always been more supportive of him than I know a lot of our audience have been. Because, you know, Liz Truss talks a great game now. Nada. <laughs> nothing. Nothing public. Not even. And, you know, you can't talk about wanting a growth economy if mm. you know, she genuinely was completely stum, even in even in cabinet about yep. lockdowns. He was actually trying to trying to stop those from happening. And we know that that is that is definitely on record. There are other people who are in the room who can vouch for that. Uh, but he, he also has been talking about the insane cost of net zero. I think one trillion pounds was what the Climate Change Committee wants. I mean, they plucked... Here we go. Let's let's pluck that number out of thin air. Mm. Um, I think um, uh, National Grid uh, estimated by 2050 it would be three trillion. The Treasury has refused to ever put a number on it because... It's impossible to put a number on it because it's, as you say, the technology doesn't exist. It's growing um, exponentially. And it's growing exponentially. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we can't afford it. It's not desirable and it won't do anything anyway. I mean, if that isn't a good reason to dump a policy, <laughs> I don't know what is. I think, I mean, I have to temper all of this with a bit of caution because, of course, yesterday we also had the news about Sizewell C. And this is the thing. You do get the country you deserve. And this is being pushed by environmentalists who yeah. said that the government hadn't done their due diligence on the environment. It was 44,000 pages of documents that the government put forward on the environmental impact. Yeah. When you're in that kind of situation, yeah. where they're actively opposing those kind of yeah. things, if, if you can't is... if you can't go forward and make your country energy secure because yeah. of the lesser spotted newt, you're not you're not a serious country. It's exactly. as simple as that. Six forty four is the time. I want to hear from you on this. Please get in touch. Tweet me at Talk TV. Text them a talk uh, to eight seven treble two and uh, give me a call oh three double four four double nine one thousand. This the biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The breakfast briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.